Uncensored, unfiltered, unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. I feel a song in my heart again. It is the Corelcast. I am Corel. That earwig, I feel a song in my heart again. I just faked for you because I don't have a song in my heart right now. I don't. I start every show with a little song, the song that's been in my head all day. No song has been in my head today. Uh, I am not in a good place. But I am Corel, and it is the Corel cast, and I am so very glad you are joining me. Um, my day started at 2 a.m. Uh, because I woke up with some sort of allergic attack. I sneezed over 100 times. I counted in case I had to tell the doctor. Uh, it was horrible. I don't know what happened. My window was open, and this morning I found green powder all over uh, my motorcycle. So I'm assuming a, a, a cloud of pollen must have come in my bedroom window, attacked me. I couldn't get back to sleep after that. I tossed and turned until 5 a.m. and then up I went. So you know how your day is sort of out of sorts. I tried to, I did my 30 minutes of yoga and Pilates and all that, went and did my run with Ember up and down the hills, voted on the way home, and that made me very depressed. Right, right where I had to park, there was another motorcycle that said member of the Patriot Brigade or some sort of MAGA bullshit. And, you know, and they were there in the parking lot holding up their signs. You know, Sisolak is a liar. And they're, and they're not, they're, there's, they have it roped off where you're not supposed to be beyond that campaigning. And they're right at that line. And it's depressing. I, I, the midterms are now depressing me. Uh, because, and I'm trying to not let them. I know that we have to live and carry on no matter what happens, but we are living in some exceptionally dark and dangerous times. We are living in times right now that if there are future generations, and that's an if, if there are future generations and they look back on this time, 2020, you know, the, 20, the 2000s, they're going to say, why did they do that? You know, why did they drive these enormous SUVs that take fossil fuel when they knew in the 70s that fossil fuel was bad and changing the environment? Why did they continue to just give money to giant corporations that were destroying the planet? Why did they enable their own demise? That's what future generations are going to talk about. Why did we kill ourselves? And not all of us are trying to kill ourselves, but unfortunately, those that are winning are those with a death wish, the GOP. You know, kill women, kill babies, kill anybody. The GOP will kill anybody. They don't care. Kill gays. Today, a court handed a victory to a bigot in California, a bakery who didn't want to bake a gay wedding cake. They don't have to if it's against their religion. Why doesn't everyone just start saying serving cisgendered white individuals is against their religion and just start turning away? Why doesn't every minority business just start turning away white people, white straight people? Because they're dumb. See, I'm down today. I'm down. Let me tell you the real reason I'm down. There's two. And outside of this morning's weird whatever that was, um, Leslie Jordan died today. Now, Leslie Jordan is a gay uh, comic, actor. Uh, you've seen him on a million sitcoms from Will and Grace to 
Boston legal American horror story. Now he's on Call Me Cat or was he? I mean, the the dude's been on TV forever uh, and movies, and you know, really blazed a trail for gays in Hollywood without even knowing it. Um, and because he was the effeminate gay, the short, funny gay, he wasn't the big, handsome, strapping. You know, there weren't a lot of parts for him, or they had to create parts for him. Now Leslie was on the Dorian Awards that I produced twice. He's been on the Carell cast a total of four times, two on KGO and uh, twice since KGO. And lived in West Hollywood, knew my friend Bruce Valanche. So while I may not be best buddies with Leslie Jordan, we don't, it's not like we're, you know, like call each other up and dish secrets. My friend Del Shores, who is a writer, he wrote Sorted Lives and directed it. Uh, which Leslie was in. I know Del Shores. So I am in Leslie's world. And if you've ever been to Palm Springs or West Hollywood and, and seen him out, he was a, he's like me. Leslie Jordan was very much like me when it came to people. He just said hi to everybody. And he was nice to everybody as long as they were nice to him. And he was sassy. And he'd put the gay right in your face if he needed to. And you know, But he also had decorum. and I mean, Leslie Jordan was a, was a, a nice little man. I didn't mean to say little, but he was little. He was a little guy, uh, and he was a nice little man. And I don't—he was a larger little man than most men will ever be. He was a bigger little man than most men will ever be. He was beloved in the industry. He's like Betty White. Not many people have a bad thing to say about him. And if they did, he would always just chalk it up to that was back when I was drunk and high, because like me, Leslie Jordan had a past where drugs messed things up for him. You know, where he can't remember what he did because he was drugged. I was drugged. I was on opiates and alcohol for a big portion of my life, my 20s, 30s, and 40s. Either a lot of alcohol or alcohol and Oxy, Soma, Xanax, all prescribed, all legal, and all of it making it so some of my friends know more about my past life than I do because I just don't remember. And he forgave himself for that, Leslie Jordan did. He forgave himself for all the horrible things he did when he was a terrible drunk. He let it go. He rebuilt, he, he moved forward. He came from a very Southern Baptist, you know, church environment, but he made it through that as well. And still sang hymns on Sundays. Well, this morning while driving in Hollywood, uh, he had some medical event uh, and he crashed into a wall and died at 67. Just seven years older than me. I'll be, my birthday is two weeks from today. <laughs> Send cards, letters, cash, and gifts to 8550 West Desert Inn Road, number 102-505, Las Vegas, 89117. <laughs> uh <laughs> well, the computer just told me that some packages arrived, so maybe someone has. So he died, and it made me think of, and, and now here's the thing. Leslie Jordan had a good career, was on Will and Grace and doing these things, and then sort of not, just sort of you know, doing whatever he could. Comedy at gay bars, he was working in Palm Springs and, you know, doing a one-man show and taking whatever little roles he could get on television. Then the pandemic happened, and he discovered Instagram. And all of a sudden, hi, all you hunker-downers, uh, became something millions of people turned to. 
And his little Instagrams help people get through the pandemic. And because of those, his career surged again. Surged. Parts in movies, parts, uh, call me Cat, he's currently on NBC. He was just in a movie about Josephine Baker. Was it Josephine? No, but Billie Holiday. He's just in a movie about Billie Holiday. Oh, yeah, The People versus Billie Holiday. He opens that movie. I mean, getting roles again, big roles. And personally, having a, a great, he just lost his mom, but personally, you know, having a great life. So at 67, he was having the best life that he's had. And he died. And you see, that's one of my secret biggest fears. That the Corel cast takes off, that other shows, a story in every bottle and stuff takes off. I'm producing shows. My music is finally getting noticed. All the old catalog is finally getting seen and noticed by millions of people. And I die. That is my biggest fear. What just happened to Leslie Jordan? And so to, and it didn't happen to me. <laughs> I'm not as famous as him. But it made me sad today, coupled with the fact that I feel off. And then I went to read the news. I have my iPad up here. I went to read the news and, you know, to prep for the show, see if there was something I had to talk about. And I see that Clarence Thomas, who shouldn't even be on the Supreme Court, has now issued a stay in terms of Lindsey Graham going to testify about a stolen election. So a Supreme Court justice whose wife participated in insurrection and treason is now shielding someone who was duplicitous in that treason from going and testifying against the person that committed the treason. This is part of a coup. This is this... Clarence Thomas doing that today is part of the coup. Donald Trump has found the levers of power and he is pulling them. And I don't know why they're responding, but they are. And Merrick Garland went out and made an announcement today. We all hoped and prayed, but no. It was about prosecuting some Chinese spies instead of the guy that had Chinese secrets at Mar-a-Lago in his office and Iranian nuclear secrets. Instead of announcing they're finally going to arrest and indict Donald Trump, it's some schleb Russian sp or Chinese spies which no one could care about. Who cares? Spycraft is as old as time. You know, it's like, who cares? Until you prosecute Trump, Merrick Garland, don't even speak to me. It's like we're in a relationship and you have pissed me off. And it's like, nope, don't talk to me until you want to say I'm sorry. Same thing. Don't talk to me until you want to prosecute these evil criminals. But they're not. And the election's going to come and evil criminals are going to win at the ballot box. And Trump is acting like Marjorie Taylor Greene's going to be his VP pick. And it's a world fucking upside down. I mean, it really, truly is. <sighs> and so that got me down. Leslie Jordan dying, going to vote, realizing that... If there is not a blue revolution at the polls, that we're screwed. We don't just need to hold on to what we got. We got to win more seats so we can do things in Congress and the House that need doing. Or the planet dies. We ain't got four years to wait. If the Republicans win the midterms and hold everything hostage, they've already said what their agenda is. Prosecuting Biden, prosecuting Fauci. That's their agenda. Their stated agenda. 
going after Fauci, going after Biden, cutting Social Security. This is their stated agenda and they're winning on it. Oh, it's maddening. It's maddening. And I wanted to come out here today on a Monday and be funny and be energetic and, and be all those things. But then the world, another shooting, three dead, including the shooter. This is another school. More high school kids terrorized. You know, I live in between two schools and I see these young children. They're young. They're babies. And I see them and I think to myself, every day they worry about getting shot. That's like actually on their mind. You know, last week I said to a friend, I wonder what it would be like if I were a person that could go through a day without thinking about my heartbeat. Because I have uh, PVCs uh, and or AFib and, and my heart tends to be irregular, but not enough for medication. Like several times throughout the day, it'll do that speed up thing where, you know, you all have that where it speeds up really quickly and then just goes back to normal. Mine does that two, three times a day. This morning while jogging, I got a few PVCs. I can feel them. Those are extra beats. It goes boom, boom, instead of boom, boom, you know, boom, 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 boom. It goes boom, 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 boom. <laughs> There's an extra beat, a preventricular contraction. I got it today while jogging. Now, I drank some coconut water, rich in potassium, magnesium. It went away. But I thought, I wonder what it would be like to go a whole week and not have to worry about how much potassium you're eating. You know, worrying about your heart rate. And then I thought this morning, well, I wonder what it'd be like to be a student nowadays and go a whole week without having to worry to be shot. Because kids right here in this school right here, they heard of the shooting back there. They have phones. They know what's going on. And they know that these kids in this school back in, I guess, St. Louis, you know, they know what it was like to be them. Can you imagine that burden that we're putting on our kids? That burden. The burden that your planet's dying, the economy's drying up, there's not a lot of opportunity for you. Oh, and you might get shot today. You know, it's amazing more kids aren't snapping. It really is. It's a good thing young people are resilient because that, that's a lot of pressure to put anybody under, you know? So we have all that happening today. And what does it all mean for you? It means for you, well, you're me. I'm not abnormal. Well, I am, but you know what I'm saying. So you're scared right now. You are. You're trying to be optimistic. You're trying to hope, uh, but you're scared. In two weeks, two weeks from tomorrow, you're, you're scared about what's going to happen. You are. As Britain goes through like their third prime minister in the last three hours, you know, I mean, they, they're in political chaos over there. You're scared. And you should be. We should be. You know, the time for talk radio to placate you, I think it's over. I do. I think it's time for talk radio and talk shows and podcasts to actually be honest with you. You know, there are those where if a meteor was heading towards Earth and going to kill us, there are those that wouldn't want that spread. They'd say, you know what, let people just live until one day they just don't. There are others who would say, no, we need to prepare people. We need to tell them the end is coming and that they should prepare. 
There was a whole movie about that with Leonardo DiCaprio. I see the end coming of the United States. And so does everybody else. You know, I keep hearing from friends about their companies. They're all owned by investment firms or whatever. And, you know, some companies are going to these ad agencies and the ad agencies are like, eh, we think you're going to fail. So we're just going to sit here and wait this out. In other words, companies are becoming hesitant to invest in other companies. Now there's $9 billion being spent in media for the midterm elections. There's going to be an estimated $18 billion spent on media for the midterms. I mean, for the general in 2024. And yet, media companies are broke, they say. Must be because they're paying out all these dividends to their stockholders, to their C-suites. The C-suites, the CEOs, the COOs, the CFOs. That's what the C-suite means. When you, always, when you hear people say, oh, we need people in the C-suites, that means the CEOs, CFOs, all of that. And they're getting paid. They're, they're making money. You're not. I'm not. You know, like we got Halloween. Are you into Halloween this year? I'm not. I have no decorations up. None. I've done. Oh, there's my Dia Stilis Muertes dog. Okay. Well, I have one decoration, and here it is. <laughs> there it is. I'll put him out. I'm going to leave him out because, you know, I'll, I'll leave him out. I'll put him somewhere where I remember him and leave him out. Uh, I'm not into it. Someone said, why not? I said, the news is scary enough. You know, I'm genuine. I am terrified this Halloween. I am. I am scared. But it's not, you know, Michael Myers who has me frightened. <sighs> One bit of good news. I bought a Dremel yesterday. A Dremel is a small power tool type thing. A uh, little handheld thing. And with a sanding disc on it is what my podiatrist uses to get my calluses off my feet. So I bought one because my $45 copay, the Dremel, is only $45. So I bought the Dremel and I mortified Steve because we we're at the checkout and I said, I can't wait to get home and use this on my feet. And the lady looked at me and I said, oh my God, yes, it takes off your calluses. Now, a lot of you men out there listening to me, you don't care about your calluses and you should. Some of you use a cheese grater type thing. When you get out of the shower, you use that grater on the bottom of your foot. I'm saying get a Dremel. Ain't nothing like 1500 RPMs of power to scrape away all that horribleness. Oh, my feet right now, they are, they, I feel, oh, oh, last night, I used a drum, 45 minutes, a dust storm in my bathroom, a white cloud of my skin, DNA everywhere. I mean, really, the Dremel was covered in white dust, my pants, the towel that I'm doing it on, I mean, just white skin everywhere. And then I soaked them in Epsom salts, and then I slathered them with lotion and slapped socks on them. <sighs> now that's heaven, right there. A Dremel, some lotion, some Epsom salts, and some socks, honey. That, that, <laughs> am I old? Am I, am I 60? I mean, is it only a 60-year-old that would get joy from using a Dremel on his calluses? Look, I walk six, eight miles a day and do yoga and Pilates and strength training. I get calluses, and they're big. They're big, and they crack, and my heel cracks, and oh, I live in the desert. So taking a sander to that and watching it all just go away. However, if you put it on high, don't do that. You could bore a hole in your <laughs> Don't do that. Yesterday, I'm like, oh, I wonder what it feels like on high. Ah! <laughs> Got a little burn there. Don't do that. No dremeling on high. Do it on low. Get you a dremel. Oh, and then you can use it for all kinds of things around the house, I found out. 
not just your feet. In fact, I read the, I read the Dremel instructions. It didn't talk about feet anywhere in there. I'm all, well, where's the part about the pedicure? But it talks about a lot of other stuff you can do with that little thing. You can carve with it, whittle with it. You can saw knives with it. You can sand with it. You can, oh, you, there's just a billion things you can do with this Dremel. Who knew? Now I have one. I will use it for my feet. My cloven hooves. <laughs> well, who has money for a pedicure? Who? Do you? A mani and pedi is now $95 with tip. $95 with tip. Don't believe the sign when it says manicure, pedicure, $36. You get in there, that includes nothing. Nothing. That's just like we trim your nails and that's No. A spa pedicure where they do the whole massage and the lotions and the calluses and the whole thing, that's $60. And a good manicure is 30 20 to 30 So, yes, it's like $90 for a mani-pedi. I don't have... I, I used to go get them twice a month. Not anymore. Because it used to be $45 for both. $45 for a mani-pedi. It's now $90. I was at Chef Kenny's today. Roti with curry used to be $6. I used to get it all the time. It's $9. You know, and people are starting to wise up that inflation is just a word for greed. I'm helping people by saying that. I know you are. I know you're stopping people dead when they say, well, inflation, you're saying, nothing is, ain't nothing like it. No, no. Inflation, that ain't a thing. That, that's not real. That, that, no, that's greed, honey. It's corporate greed. Ain't no inflation. What's inflation? You blowing up a balloon? Uh-uh. That's corporate greed, honey. I know you're doing your best. All right. Doing our best. Oh, did you also hear that the, the, the head of Gold's Gym went down on a plane off Costa Rica with his wife and two kids? Yes, that happened this morning, too. He was flying from Mexico to Costa Rica the owner of Gold's Gym, a German national, and with his wife and two kids, and down the plane went. They're presumed dead. Down. Owner of Gold's Gym. Own all those gyms. Have all that physical fitness, and you still can't fly. You die. <sighs> See, today was kind of a depressing day, wasn't it? I mean, I don't know the owner of Gold's Gym, and I don't even go to Gold's Gym. But, you know, there's another successful happily married you know family man living his life boom falls out the sky in costa rica leslie jordan living his best life in hollywood boom drives into a wall because he's having some sort of medical thing and dies you know you got to make sure you're in the right place are you in the right place i ask myself that about america all the time but you know what i'm saying in your job in your life are you in the right place because you ain't got time to be in the wrong place you just don't. You know, Leslie Jordan was in the right place when he died. He was acting, singing, performing. He was happy. He was in the right place. He shouldn't have died, but he was in the right place. Are you in the right place? If you died and there were some sort of afterwards, when you recap it, would you be happy with where you are? See, I'm not. I'm not unhappy with where I'm at. I like my life. But I, I don't, right now, I don't like the prospects of the future. And that is dampening my present. And it's funny because, like he said, there's no happiness in the future or the past. It can only be found in the present. 
And on Shantaram, I heard them say something great, which is uh, you can't get over anything in the past if you're not moving towards something in the future. I don't know what I'm moving towards. That's the because it, it you know I'm looking at the horizon. I see clouds. I see tornadoes. <laughs> I heard someone say that. Oh, is it a tornado? <laughs> like, well, it could be if you're from I don't know where, but here it's a tornado. <laughs> but but a tor it could be a tornado. Potato, potato. To oh, I, we've met a dog named uh, Potato, and. Their owners explained it was that very reason. It was like, potato, potato. He's potato. Uh, so anyway, depressing day. Uh, but you've got to be in the right place. That's what the day should tell us. You know, the owner of Gold's Gym, it's terrible that he went down on a plane in Costa Rica, but he was in the right place with his family and living his best life, making his dreams come true, you know, in the field that he chose to be in, successful, doing the job that he you chose to do are you in the right place are you at the right company are you in the right relationship i wasted my 40s don't waste your life because you could be 67 and end up driving into a wall one morning you could be flying off the coast of costa rica and just fall into the water you know i mean they're it's not a cliche and i think that about our country i think that's why you're sad you you don't believe anymore that the country can become the progressive and i mean that with like you know really progressive cities cities that are technologically advanced with great public transportation you know the future like other countries have done i don't think you see us doing that i i i believe most of you when you look towards the future in the united states you see regression hardship you don't see harmony and progress. And when you don't see harmony and progress in your future, it's rough. It's rough to look ahead. And I certainly don't see harmony and progress here in the United States. Do you? So that tells us we're kind of in the wrong place. Now, I don't, you know, I don't mean like I'm in Nevada, so I'm in the wrong place. It means that as a people, we're in the wrong place. We're, we're not doing the right thing societally. And we act like we have all the time in the world to get it right for the earth, for ourselves. We have all the time in the world to get the job we actually want. We have all the time in the world to live the life we actually want to live. And then all of a sudden, we realize, oops, no, I don't. And then the regret comes. You don't want to die with regret. You know, I, I will bet you Leslie Jordan regrets dying, but he doesn't regret living. Meaning he was happy with his life when he died. I know he was. I've spoken to him, so I know he was. He's ecstatically happy with where his life is at right now. Are you? I'm 60% there. I need more friends, meaning just when Steve and I go to lunch, there should be four of us, six of us. You know, I need more friends, a better social life in terms of other gays. I need that because I want to meet a man. I do. Uh, and I need more income and in the, from the entertainment industry. And I don't know how that's going to happen. But that's, so the other 40%, that's what's missing, those two things. <laughs> But I'm 60% there. 
Where are you at with your life? 20, 40, 60, 80, 100? You totally happy? I hope you are because, boy, stories like today, you know, stories like today where you have people that you know, you know, at 67 years old dying at the height of their success. Stories like today where you go to vote and you see the, even there at the polls, the discourse, the discord, and you leave not hopeful, but you leave dreading the outcome. I left the polls today dreading the outcome on November 8th. I did. I thought, oh, this is going to be bad. And then November 9th, I got to talk to y'all about what we're going to do. What do I do when I wake up November 9th and Sisolak isn't our governor and we go red? I don't know. We're blue. I am Corel B. Who you want to be? So long doesn't hurt anybody. All right. I'll cheer up before Wednesday. I promise. Have a great, great couple days, and we'll see you on Wednesday. I'll cheer up. I'll, I will. I'll get. I'll. Don't worry. I'll make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Corel Cast app free at the App Store of your choice now.